And here we are back once again, the Washington Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Chastity Washington, with my co-host, Mr. Anthony Washington. Yeah, yeah, what's up, y'all? Back in the house, the building. Back, back, back to discuss uh, with our basketball chat. Um, this is this will be our second conference finals discussion um, and moving into the the NBA Finals because, of course, one team has already made their way, and that is the Phoenix Suns, led by Mr. Chris Paul, which uh, they defeated the Clippers uh, in Game 6, and we uh, saw the joy on Coach Monty Williams and the joy from Chris Paul to finally get, after 16 years, into his first NBA Finals. It was great to see, and then, of course, we saw some little bit of bad blood. Pat Beverly, we talked about it last time, and we talked about Pat Beverly will fight you. He will fight you. I said he, he will fight you, and he 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 had a that he was, was not a looking. Yeah, it was a that was a push on the playground. That was that was one of the pushes yeah, on the that playground. Went all the way back to third grade, right there, bro. right in the middle of the back. In time, your whole body jerk. Chris threw himself on the ground, but that was a. That was an 83 push in the back. Absolutely, um, their frustration, uh, and we can we can get into that in our uh, later talks in terms of the future uh, of the Clippers and what they should do and who said what and they've been saying quite a bit. Playoff P and Kawhi needs to lead and just your thoughts really quick on the Suns pushing their way into uh, their first NBA Finals since 1993. And that's pretty much uh, how I look at it, is uh, 1993, Charles Barkley, uh, the round mound of rebound, running up and down and knocking on people. Yeah. And finally getting to the finals and getting set back by Michael M. Jordan. So mm-hmm. now they have a clear path to a championship based off of the fact that they got Chris Paul and they got a young stud and Devin Booker. And mm-hmm. watching the game, it was a no-doubter that like we said earlier in previous broadcasts that Chris Paul's a pit bull. Mm-hmm. He got a shot at getting to the NBA Finals. He's going to make sure that they did not fail. And the way he played in that stretch during the first quarter, mm-hmm. that was amazing. That was classic Chris Paul saying, "Yeah, I'm going to take over this game. I'm going to get us to the Finals. Yep, It's going to be me. And yeah. we got to see Chris Paul do what we all knew that he could do if he would have signed with the Lakers and if he would not have gotten hurt with the Houston Rockets, that he would have willed the Houston Rockets to the NBA Finals. True. Not gotten hurt with the hamstring. So to watch him finally show the world of basketball that we were all right, that if this man stays healthy, he could lead any team to an NBA final. True. That's true. Absolutely. I, I was so impressed and I was so excited for him. I, watched, I I saw the ice in the veins. I saw it. I saw where he was like, nope, I'm going to pull up for this this top of the key three. I'm going to pull up for this, this right corner. Come on. It, it dropped him. Dropped him. And it, and it was awesome to see fully confident um it was just you know just an OG you know coming off the baseline the turnaround they look and they don't even know where he is 
DeMar, uh, DeMarcus Cousins is, is pointing and playoff P is pointing like who got him? You know, um, the, the trickery, the, you know, I, I just, I, it was great to see. It was classic Chris Paul, like you said. Um, and I was just excited for him and, and I'm happy for them. And I think, you know, who, the, regardless of even what happens, whether they win a championship or not, him, that performance will go down and he is definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer in my eyes. Absolutely. Without um, a doubt. Without a doubt. doubt. That's why I say I always, I think even though everybody goes back to the Houston, for me personally, I always go back to uh, when he was on his way to L.A. Yeah. Because to me, that's that was a non-injury tragic uh, incident that stopped him from being able to show the world how great he really is because he would have been playing alongside of the great yeah Brian. and, and yeah I, I, that, yeah today i know yeah they just didn't want to see that and i you know what and i think uh and i think was shaq still there was Shaq? no still that was that, no that was after shaq had left so that's why everybody oh, okay okay that. so they had they already had, gotten uh, they had Powell, they had lamar odom and kobe right, of course had, uh, what's the name? um uh the guy uh paul casal yeah, they had Pau Gasol, yes. So they had Pau, they had Lamar Odom, they had Kobe, um, and it was, uh, this is probably where prior to that 2010 um, run, um, you know, I think I think they won, yeah, they won it back-to-back 09 and 10 because Boston right. won it in 08. So this was prior to that, um, the, the in-between years, in-between uh, when Shaq left and went to Miami. Um, and you know, and, and David Stern at the time uh, vetoed the trade, and it, you know, for him to go to the Lakers, I do remember that, and that was a big. Yeah, ever since then, that's always been um, a controversy because, of course, this was before you know um, the, uh, the the you know the Heatles in Miami, LeBron and, and D Wade and and, and Chris Bosh. But nobody and, really would have thought them of as super team. So that's the beauty of Chris Paul and his reputation. Yeah. Nobody considers him as one third of a super team. Right. But see, I think I think and you gotta remember this is this is before uh even Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and right. G. So this is like, you know, 06, 07. And this is before the, 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 the team ups, you know what I mean? That they that's why I think um, the old guard uh, um, of the NBA, David Stern, yeah. this type of management style he had where the super teams were coming. To me, he just wanted to make an example out of Paul and the mm-hmm. Lakers that he wasn't going to have that on his watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. He just wasn't, you know, wasn't gonna have it. Yeah, he wasn't gonna. No, now it's it's commonplace, you know. Um, But at at the time, I remember that was that was a big thing, and it was like, oh, you know, geez, Chris Paul on the same team, you know, with Kobe and 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 and, uh, uh, Powell and Lamar Odom, and you know, they was solid. You know, that that would have been solid. But guess who we had now? But that's why we fast forward to Devin Booker. That's why he was able to identify that team to me because he saw what Kobe saw when Kobe played Booker, and that is this is a superstar in the making. Oh yeah, they Booker from the anytime you drop seventy in a game somewhere, you 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 know you're gonna be we 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 know down the line. 
Legend, you know. that's the that's the lesson that Kobe taught uh, Devin Booker uh, after that game. They played each other, mm. had a conversation with him after the game was over, and the one thing he taught him was he is going to be great. But like Kobe and how he thinks, great ain't what you're trying to get to. Legendary is where you're trying to get to. Mm. But Kobe instilled in Booker when they had that conversation, what he is feels in most players that want it, like Giannis, when he sees that, he sees that they're great, but now he has to say to them, can you be legendary? Mm. Point taken. Point taken. Mm. That's what we I, saw with Chris Paul. We saw legendary. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I was so glad that he got the opportunity to do so. And, the, you know, like we said a couple of weeks ago, man, the, the it's open. It's open now. There's no LeBron. There's no KD well, that's in the thing. path. I don't want to go there yet. I was holding my foot because I'm already sad because we're giving props to uh, a great player and a mm-hmm. legendary player. And right. the sad thing is we have a game tonight, which we're going to get to, but I can't celebrate yet. <laughs> I can't celebrate yeah. all, all the way yet. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Uh, we just got to see how it plays out. But yeah. I'm a Bucks fan, so God dang it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Come on. Quite a few folks I've talked to um, have mixed emotions because they are happy for Chris. They, really they you know, people are happy to see him um, get to that place. But at the same time, they might be cheering for the Bucks uh, or Atlanta. Well, it's but gonna it's going to be, gonna be, you, it's it's gonna be gonna the Bucks. Be, it's going to be, the as far as the rooting scale, it's going to be 80 20. 80% of the nation is going to be rude for Chris Paul. 20% is going to be rude for the Bucks. 10% are Bucks fans, and the other 10% are going to be people that just don't want to see a motherfucker Chris Paul win a championship. <laughs> true. That, Very true. You know, yeah. You got yeah. So, no matter what, yeah, this is where we watching greatness and legendary already in the finals and to be honest with you when i was thinking about kobe and how he uh communicated this to devin booker the greatest mm-hmm. thing about this cat is and that's why it's gonna be hard for me to say this but we're gonna say this because we're doing this he's 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 four games away from getting the ring he's yeah. four games away from being legendary mm-hmm. he is four games away from solidifying what kobe already knew and right. that is he's legendary based off of putting in the work, getting to the finals, getting that championship. Now you're legendary. And he is still young. Yeah. See, and that's my only thing. Uh, and we'll get into the I know we're, we still got to get into um, the uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. But I, I, I think that like Booker, it's a maturation pro, uh, process. He, he's a star. He's shown it. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, that's how I feel about the Suns. They have made their way. They've number two team throughout the regular season. And they've made their way through the playoffs, you know. Uh, and, you know, everybody, you know, yeah. Hey, if, if they was, the Lakers was injured, they got through it. Denver was injured. They got through it. Uh, the Clippers was injured without Kawhi. They got, it don't matter because they're not going to put that. Uh, on the, the final sheet <laughs> when they get there. Exactly. So we will see uh, because now they're facing uh, um, a, a complete team in the Bucks. 
Hold on, uh, wait a minute, Chas. We, we don't want to jump. That's why I said we're well, going to go. I'm sorry. I done, I done spoke that right. into existence. I'm because my you know, father, I'm, I'm, I'm the rooter that predicted the Bucks and the Phoenix. I'm, I'm you sorry. Spoke, you done jumped over the nice game. But I'm going to say this. I did. I, I apologize to, to you and our listeners. I had already spoke this but into existence, but I honestly think that, uh, and as we move into that, I'm sorry, and I apologize. I'm speaking things into existence. You have what you say. Um, but I believe that the Bucks will close it out, even with Giannis being out with this hyperextended knee. I do think the Bucks will close it out tonight in Atlanta. Oh, shucks. We done got a prediction. I ain't gonna yep, I, I am not ready to make that prediction because this ATL magic gonna be kicking in, but I, I do want them to close it out. But I know we're finna switch. I just wanted to say this reason why I brought this up because we were talking so much about the Phoenix Suns and, and the two uh, guards that I don't wanna ever take away from the fact that the for me personally, the reason why the Phoenix Suns are in the position they are in is because they were able to get it right by drafting Aiden. True. And that, to me, is the part Valid kid. storylines are following these two uh, shooters and, and guards, but the real basketball aficionados understand what this man is bringing to that team that's making them who they are because he's a throwback. He's mm-hmm. a true throwback to the center. He's mm-hmm. shooting threes. He is literally posting up, blocking out, and getting rebounds. But he's doing it so old school that we're not even talking about him. Yeah, it's it's very uh very uh David Robinson Elijah yeah. Wan type of but he's uh, close to the basket, nothing fancy, right. short range. Uh, you know, back downs, turnarounds, offensive rebounds, and that is um, a skill that's not taught no more. Yeah, he's a he's, he's a, a tradition. Yeah, and he's a traditional big man. He's not trying to uh, play out on the on the floor in the mid range nah. or shoot three or anything Wherever like that. Whatever was coaching his life said, "Nigga, don't you go near that three point line." Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. It was as if he, you know, he, he didn't spend some time with with the great John Thompson. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Learning to, that uh, old school yeah. center position, like exactly. teaching them at Georgetown. You're right. I like how you exactly. Like yeah, that absolutely, the John Thompson. Yeah, center. Um, absolutely, and he's a he's such a vital part. Every piece of their what they're doing, I think, it is is uh, is uh, the reasoning. Everything from Chris to to Devin Booker to DeAndre Ayton. To um, to Cameron Payne coming off the bench, uh, Jay Crowder um, on his wow. third Tough trip play. to the finals okay. with a, a, a third team. I just uh, it, Jay Crowder from Marquette. Yeah, it, it it shows to me, and I was saying this uh, to someone else a couple days ago. It shows Jay Crowder has been to the finals with yeah. Miami. He's been That's to the right. finals with Cleveland. That's right. Um, so it shows uh, his his um, he you knows know role. He knows he, yeah, his ability to play his role. Yeah, his ability to play his role, um, to defend, to be a you know have all of these factors. He's a he's a tough player, great defensive player, can give you some shots. Good energy. He's a good teammate. So uh, all of them have been a vital part um, of of these sons getting so, to. Let's give it up for James uh, uh, James Jones. 
James uh, Jones, executive of the year. Taking a risk, that's an awesome, first of all, taking a risk to, to hire Monty Williams, one of the best coaches in in uh, in the league, and then taking a risk to hire James Jones as an executive, you know, to hire him as a GM, um, a former player, of course, NBA champion with the Miami Heat. Um, and for him to have that type of fluency to go from playing to the executive position and upper level position. A lot of people don't know that putting on a suit, putting on a suit and tie. I mean, even though they don't do that literally in the NBA, but being your second in command, right? From a player position, that's why oh, that's great. That's already in you. You don't right. make those transitions as fast as he did. Um, yeah. that is all that intelligence was always is there. You are that. Why do why is Don Staley? the coach at the University of South Carolina because she was a coach on the floor. Why did Jason Kidd go right off the bench from the end of the bench to the front of the bench? Because he was a coach on the floor. These guys and and ladies have these attributes as players and they get to perpetuate them and work. And that, to me, that's what it should be. I don't care what fee, I don't care if you play baseball, basketball. You should be able to go right into whether you're an analyst, whether you become a part of the scouting team, the coaching team, the uh, the you know a, a, a basketball and football operations team management, whatever it is. Players should be able to make that transition into the next thing because you know the sport, you know the facets of the sport from playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I for me, I the, the, the great moves. Great exactly. moves by the Phoenix Suns. So you this know year. what the next move is. So we don't, and I'm going to move on off of that. But I guess to, to finish with with uh, Chris Paul, that's the that's what makes him scary. Is that you're really playing a coach? Yeah, you're really you're playing, playing a, coach a coach on the floor. So you have to out coach two coaches. Exactly, and that yeah. right there is hard to do, based off of what I've heard about Chris Paul's intelligence when it comes to playing the point guard position. You got an actual coach on the floor at all times, and yep. that right there is is invaluable. And that's why I say Chris Paul definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. But uh, when it comes to uh, understanding his skill, when it comes to how he transforms teams, is basically his knowledge based off of basically being a coach on the floor. But I'm saying this based off of the fact that. He's gonna end up being a coach. Oh, absolutely! Because Paul yeah. is going to be a coach in the NBA. You don't, you don't have that tenacity and that style of playing and talking to players if you're not already thinking that you can coach. Yeah, what? But if it's like you just said, it's already in him. Exactly. What you just said Not about clear. James Jones, that is already in him. That's why he's a good leader. Exactly. That's why he could he was able to do what we saw him do the other day, it's because he already has those attributes, and he's going to be a great coach in the league um, at some point once he decides to stop playing. Um, so as we move on into the Eastern Conference Finals, as we get to Game Six, uh, the, game, the Bucks, six. game Six, the Bucks uh, pulled out Game Five. In Milwaukee, as they they called it a terrible city of ESPN, but it is not a terrible city. Um, and uh, so, of course, Giannis is out. Uh, first, they listed him as doubtful. 
Um, but the recent thing that I saw posted today before the game, and we got a couple, we got maybe two hours before game, uh, before tip, um, is that he's out for this game. And I think that the Bucks responded really, really well, specifically with the play, uh, you know, getting 33 from Brooke Lopez, playing inside, playing outside, Drew Holiday with 25, Chris Middleton. Um, so, I th- and Bobby Portis, Coming off the bench Bobby, with excellent energy. Bobby. 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 And not the Bobby Brown, because there was another I mean, Bobby. The his eyes that I've ever seen on human beings. Oh, oh, of, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To be in the uh, Charlie Chang uh, uh, comedy uh, mysteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot his name. I know who you're talking about. That's right. Everybody yeah. know my man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So they did a great job of a team effort uh, and, and and playing. And I think they'll do the same uh, this evening. Your thoughts? Well, to be honest with you, I I would say that it's going to be a close game tonight. And the reason why I'm saying that is because, like I said, even though the Bucks uh, jumped out to a a big lead in Milwaukee, uh, they still had to battle to win that game. Mm-hmm. And that was because shots just weren't falling um, for Atlanta. And that's what happens when you're on the road anyway. And you're missing your star player. Just like the Bucks uh, were able to uh, benefit from being home, missing their star player. And they were able to see the rim clearly. So I expect Atlanta to come out and really punch the Bucks in the mouth. And that is where we're going to find out if they can thrive without Giannis. Because... Based off of what I'm hearing, and I'm ready to say this as a Bucks fan and get ready to prepare to move on, uh, I'm prepared to say that just like Kawhi Leonard, Giannis is not coming back this season. Mm. So that's why it's, it's really kind of sad that we were talking about Phoenix being that uh, the Bucks are on their way to the finals hopefully and they haven't been there since 1971 but to show up shorthanded that right there is what's going to amplify what the players have been saying all off season and during the playoffs about the injuries because you're about to have a team who earned fought their way to the finals but they're going to be missing their number one player and I can't remember watching a finals in my lifetime where the number one player of that team that arrived did not have their number one player. Yeah, yeah. And that's, um, this is an interesting year. This is just that type of interesting this year. One of those years. Um, I yeah. Remember I said I didn't want it to happen to us? We only had one superstar. Yeah. I mean, but, but the, then again, the thing that I know about the injury that, that he has. He doesn't have any structural damage. He doesn't have a strain and he doesn't have a tear. Right. And so, and because I've, I've had the injury before myself, mm-hmm. um, it can go from, you can bounce right back two or three days, ice and heat and stretching. Um, you're a little stiff, a little sore, but you can still play. Um, so it depends on his mobility. Uh, exactly. I don't think, but uh, I, I'm I don't think that it's as severe to completely take him out um, of the finals, if they, if and when when they get there, 
Um, I don't think it. I don't. I don't think because it's it's different if he had a tear, if he had a meniscus tear, if he had a tear or strain to the ACL, the MCL. Um, uh, yeah, because it, you know it was it, it 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 looked worse than what it probably is, and now this is just precautionary to give him rest and time um, for it to do what it needs to do because it's different if you get like like I think Kawhi has a injury injury like I think he has a a, a real like a real knee injury even though they're not specifying it they're trying to keep it quiet but I think he has an injury injury correct otherwise he would have been back now the reason why I'm saying this and I want people to understand why I said what I said is not because I'm making this decision based off of what I feel. Mm. I'm making this decision based off the fact that I was able to listen to a player of a Giannis ilk uh, who was being interviewed and he said what they're not going to really say, like they didn't want to say with uh, Kawhi, and that person was uh, Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh was doing an interview and they asked him the question do you think Giannis will return to the playoffs? And I'm going by what he was explaining about the injury being that he didn't had it before, that he was saying that even though there's no structural damage for the type of player you are, that's what determines how you respond to a hyperextension, meaning that if you are a guard, you can probably take some plays off, you can uh, dribble the ball a certain way. But when you are the big man, and offense is running through you, you are moving at a rate that is not typical for the average player. So now, like he was saying, the ability for Giannis to jump, to move lateral, that's the part where he's saying it's gonna be too much pain to come back until that extension has truly healed. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that to me fits in with what I've heard about, I know I've done it before when I was playing, and I know that, like like you said, it could be day-to-day, it could be uh, a couple of days, four days, but in the context of a playoff, and the context of the, the strain that goes into the finals, mm-hmm. playing a DeAndre Ayton, that's the part where we're saying, oh, I get what he's saying. Yeah, he could come back, but he mm-hmm. would be on the same level that he left. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I totally get it. So that's why I'm saying, and like he's saying, the Bucks are going to have to make a decision. Do they risk hurting their future or do they sit and take that pain of saying, we're just going to compete with what we got? Yeah, we'll see. We will see. And that's uh, what we're we gonna... will see. We will see. I'm so, going, no, I want my man to come back, but I don't want, I do not want him to come back underneath the thought process of an Isaiah Thomas. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we will see. We will see what decisions the Milwaukee Bucks make. We will see how they play tonight uh, without their uh, MVP in the lineup. We will see. Right. So this is this Luka's is gonna come out tonight if they lose game seven. That's my point. He's not ready for game seven. He's not gonna be ready for the finals. Yeah, no, I totally mean you know, and the, the thing is, and this is my last point before we before we wrap, teams have to remember 
you don't what you don't lay on well we got game seven you don't lay on it if you Correct. have the opportunity to close the team for the NCAA finals yes you have to there there has to be a sense of urgency they have to come out and play like they want to go to the finals exactly. you finish it now you finish it now and you yes. get a couple of days off before the finals start next week Correct. So, so who? Yeah. That's so what, we, I, we'll I see. Crap, Chester. Here's a good question for our fans to think about: Is okay? Who's gonna be our Chris Paul tonight? Do you put your money on True Holiday? Do you put your money on Chris Brown? I'm mean, say Chris Middleton. Do you put your money on Brook Lopez? Because these are the three players that have got to score at least twenty plus tonight. Or at least twenty plus, no matter what. So that's why well, I said. Tonight, well, re repeat that comment one more time, man. Basically, what I was saying to our fans is, tonight's game. Who is going to be our Chris Paul? Who's going to be the person, like you said, that has the steel, the venom, the courage to step up? when the game is on the line because like I said it's going to be a close game tonight true so who's going to be that person is it going to be true holiday is it going to be Brooke Lopez is it going to be Middleton because all three of these players to me they're playing for their future because if the Bucks don't make it to the finals they got to they got to shake up everything yeah they can't get this close um, and not get Without so we're going to see. We're going to see who these players are tonight. And are they worthy of moving on with Giannis for another run next season? Because we can't sit and wait uh, for this team not to produce again. So that's why I said Middleton, his, his I can say it like this, his legacy as a Bucks player is on the line tonight. He's Good got point. to. He's got to deliver forty points tonight. Yeah, I, th I think, it, like you said, you know, who is going to be the go-to player? But I think if they continue to use the strategy of working things through as a group, if everybody plays their role, if everybody does what they're supposed to do, and not play beyond where where they would normally go. Then that makes the difference in whether or not they can pull this off and close this out tonight. So I agree with you on that. That somebody has to break through, but I think that they also, like I said, have to play the collective card as they did the other game. Exactly. Everybody That's contributed. Everybody did their job. Mm -hmm. Basketball. Team basketball was so beautiful to watch. And that's why I'm saying tonight, they have an opportunity to, to create le their own legacy with the Bucks based off of tonight, team ball is gonna matter. But at the same time, somebody is going to have to step up mm -hmm. and say, our superstar's not here, guess what? I'm the second superstar. Right, exactly. It's exactly. going to be Middleton or Holiday who's going to have to say to us, don't worry, I'm the second superstar. True. 
true. And we will see. We yeah. will see tonight in Game Six on uh, on Game TNC. Six. At game the Six. ATL. No. In the ATL. Yes. I don't know if Trey playing. I don't know if we covered that chance because I didn't check. I don't yeah, know. I don't. I don't know. They just said he was. Uh, they said he was questionable. Right. I don't know. I, I know that they had a question about Clint Capella, but he he is going to play. He was dealing with an eye injury, um, so we will see as we as we wrap here. Uh, we thank you all for listening um, to our our coverage of the uh, Western and Eastern Conference Finals and uh, the beginnings of the finals. So we are stoked. Well, we've already you got to give us your prediction before we wrap up here. And what's your thoughts on Game Six tonight? As you said, it's going to be a tight game. Who's your winner? Game six tonight, the Milwaukee Bucks will win 105 to 98. Mm. Nice number. Nice number. I have no numbers. I that have just no came n- out, man. That just came okay. out. Okay. All right. I'm I- about the game, how it should roll out, because to me, I always say first one to 100 usually win. So that's True. why I'm saying. That score is basically how I see it playing out based off it should be a close game all the way to the end. I see it. I see it. And we will go. We will take you on your prediction. Um, there it is. You said 105 to 89. And we will take that. I just say the Bucks will win. I think they're going to close it out tonight. Um, the finals begin next week. We will be back with you to get do a finals preview. And uh, hopefully we'll have some guests uh, in the house. I got a few people on deck that we're trying to uh, get to join us here on the Washington Hour podcast. We thank you for listening. We make sure uh, that you make sure you tell somebody and tell somebody. Subscribe, like, let somebody know that you're listening to it. If you want to join and chat, uh, send us a message. Listen to the show. Send us a message. Post it and let them know at Anchor that you enjoy listening to the Washington Hour podcast. I've been your host, Chastity Washington. My brother, Anthony Washington. Yeah, yeah. And we thank you, and we want you to keep listening. May God bless you and keep you. Close us out, Ant. Yeah. Like I said, everybody, have a great holiday weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. And enjoy the games. Peace out. God bless. Happy Fourth of July. Washington Hour Podcast.